At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. Testing. Testing. Testies. Testies. One, two, three. I like sucking. Legit. For a general topic, like what do you think the government is up to? I wanted your point of view on that just because you know what we think about that. And you have kind of a different view, I think, but I think you're coming around. Like what what's your trust level in the government and what's going on? My trust level is as high in the government as it is in anybody else. I don't I don't I don't know. I don't think that I think there's probably some good eggs in there, but rather than there being some bad eggs, I think that it's mostly bad eggs versus the good ones. I think, you, I think a lot think of people start though? out. Do I think what? Do you think they're stupid or like evil geniuses? Well, they can't be both. So it's one or the other. Uh, well, I think there's a mixture of both. I, I think there's a mixture of both for sure. I think the good ones, most of them are probably stupid um because i i don't think i think a lot of people they go into it thinking that they're going to make a difference and then they realize no matter what they do they're not going to make an iota of difference and so at that point it's either well am i going to do this as a career well then i might as well play the game because i don't think that anybody who literally goes in there with best interest in mind ever actually makes it so either you make a lot of money going for one side or the other or trying to trailblaze your new, you know, your new line. Libertarian is, you know, in the last 10, 15 years, the real big thing. And uh, now people are going to make money off of that. So I don't know. Well, libertarian, I think, used to be more of just what America was like until. As maybe, a mindset, I agree. Yeah. Maybe the mid 30s or so, somewhere around World War II, it changed a little bit. Actually, it changed a lot in the. Uh, the early 1900s with the institution of the fed and what was the other thing is that book I was telling you about the creature creature from Jekyll Island. Um, it was about the fed, the institution of the federal reserve. Do you know anything about that? That's mm-hmm. when that's kind of when the economy just took a, not took a shit, but it, they changed up a lot of stuff that made it where it is today with the economy. But, um, I think there's a mixture of both in the government just because of what you see on, you know, like the debates to reference something recent. Um, there's some fucking morons in there for sure. But I think they're like, they're like useful idiots though. They're like pawns or something. I I think, well, that's my, exactly. So 
I think the reason why everybody gravitated towards Trump so hard, even if he wasn't perfect, was because he's one of the few people that wasn't coming directly into politics from a lower position and then said, fuck your guys' money. I'm going to do my own goddamn thing. But that could all, my thing is, is I'm like, everybody's controlled by something. So I don't think <laughs> as, as much as I think he rides a certain line that, that a big population like, I don't necessarily think he has our best interests in mind. Maybe he does. I don't know. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell what would yeah. uh, be his motivation or influence in something. Well, right. I mean, he didn't, he didn't take the salary. Um, I'm starting to hear myself a little bit if I talk loud. Um, he, I mean, he didn't take the salary. He already had enough of his own money. And like, I mean, the whole point with that is, is like, okay, so, I mean, it's, they always talk about politics being money and power. So it's like he was obviously powerful enough and rich enough to get himself into office. But what, like, what it... I don't know what his goal is. That's my thing is I don't know what his goal is because almost everybody that gets in there, they have a goal to either get elected for the second term. They have a goal to be influential after they're out. They have a particular money amount that they're going for, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't know. But when it comes to the whole politics as a whole, I don't fucking trust any of them. I don't think any of them are. Cause it, my thing is that even if some of them are good, how are you supposed to trust the good ones? They all look like the bad ones. <laughs> I think they're allowed to <laughs> run. I think if you're going to get far enough to run that you get infiltrated before you get there. Yeah, I could, I could totally see that. Like let them get somewhere on their own merit and then snipe them right before anything important happens to buy that's, them out or. That's know. kind of the idea of the president having, you know, all kinds of, ideas or whatever he wants to do and then getting elected and they have that you know that conspiracy theory meeting where they meet with somebody coming in and they're like hey just so you know this is the way it goes like yeah i have every intention in the world to do what they're going to do but then they get approached by lobbyists or i'm, I'm trying not to go too tinfoil hat on it but you know that's a feasible thing is lobbyists coming up and being like hey by the way just so you know you can't do that because we have so much money invested in this bill or, you know, whatever. It right. goes on. I don't know politics, Ryan. <laughs> or if, if you end up supporting a bill because of how much recognition you have to be able to get voters to get it passed, then they end up funding a lot more for you, which means that you scratch their back, they scratch yours, blah, 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 blah. Um, there's a, I mean, obviously it's fiction. Um, there's a movie, Denzel Washington, and I think Lee F. Schreiber called the Manchurian Carrot Candidate. Oh, yeah, that's a big, yeah. It's a fucked up movie. It's a fucked up movie, but it's like, there was not one part of that that I was all, I couldn't see this completely happening. <laughs> like, there's not one part of that that I'm like, every bit of that could be true. No fucking clue. Um, I did listen to your guys' last episode that I wasn't on um, with, the, with Ryan about the aliens. A alien and, uh, yeah and i had never heard of the the phoenix lights so i went off on a little my own little tangent today while listening oh, well, tell us about that though because ryan texted me today and was like hey check or the other day told me to check out a video on that and i was like i know i've heard about it but 
it's one of those things where when you study weird shit for long enough, it all kind of blends together. So, so the crazy part specifically. about specifically the crazy part about the Phoenix Lights. So basically, what it was was miles wide in the sky. There were these specific lights that went in a V shape, and like the width of it was miles. Now the lights were the same size; they looked perfectly spaced apart. And what it looked like was a V-shaped craft, like miles wide over, I think it was Tucson and like another neighboring city. Did you actually see, was there a video of it or is it just accounts? There is video of it. So that's the other thing is that they had thousands upon thousands of regular people calling the news places. Call, it was a 97 calling the news places saying, dude, there's a big V-shaped aircraft with lights on it right fucking there. And they had people back then it was 97. So they had people with camcorders and uh, people taking pictures and stuff. And immediately everybody was like, you know, UFOs. That's, that's our, uh, that's our ticket. That's it. It's UFOs. And then, of course, the counter arguments started coming in. And so now you have this big old debate. Um, but you can still, like the one that he's talking, uh, they have a documentary that they made eight years later in 2005. Well, I went on to Amazon Prime to try to find the documentary that they had made in 2005. And there was updated ones and even more updated ones. But I think the, the, the newest one that they made is 2018 on the updated uh and fixed HD pictures and stuff like that of everything that was taken that night of this, what seemingly was a big craft with big old lights on it miles wide over the Valley. And, uh, it's nuts. Like I, it was crazy. Cause when I, when I first started, I'm like, Oh fuck, here we go. And then I started looking at it and I was like, Oh shit. Because my, my thing is I always look at credibility, credibility, so like all the sightings and stuff that you hear, the abductions, and now they have this evidence that they look at, most of them is like based on three or three groups of people. And this was like anonymous, simultaneous, at the same time, thousands of people calling in about this, about this fucking craft that they saw. So th- the that's not time. the only example. There was the, I think it was in the 50s, 40s, somewhere around there, the, the same type of thing happened over Washington, D.C., like over the White House, like that area. There was tons of lights up there from what i remember the government was just like uh yeah i don't know it's probably uh swamp gas or uh, weather balloons do you, you remember know? what they said the phoenix lights were because i was looking it up when ryan was talking about it and it's hilarious do you remember what they said i i, I don't rem- I, maybe i don't know i don't remember hearing a specific thing that they said they said it was uh helium balloons <laughs> oh i didn't hear that one so that's I'm it was glad. a military flares dropped by fighter aircraft and flares. I heard that. Anyway, I'm, yeah, I'm glad you got to actually look into that, though, because I didn't I kind of remember it now. But there's so many examples of that, too. And every single time the government's like, no, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. Then 2017 comes out. And exactly. they release the. I think we talked about this on the last episode. I don't know. But they, they start releasing all this stuff like, oh, no, we have been we have been studying it. But uh, we stopped studying it. And then all these other videos come out that they verify and. It's just another so another was, uh, point of you know not believing what the fuck they're saying. This was the most. This is the most famous picture of it. So 
on the bottom is the lights of Phoenix. And then the top lights in that very, very distinct pattern are what they believe to be the spacecraft. And so there's this video, because um, they have home videos of it, of people that got it and it looks like it's a bunch of lights. And so then you had people saying that, um, like she mentioned a couple of examples, um, that it was actually um, lights from distant planes flying in formation. Um, you hear that bullshit fucking was, explanation though? <laughs> we know yeah, what that exactly. looks like. So the, the false flag narrative thing, yeah, I mean, I feel like with where we are in this world, I think the whole world could be so much better than it is just on us not creating shit for us to do. Like, I think half of the shit that goes on in this world is being made so that there's drama for people to focus on. Oh, like, yeah, I for think, sure. I'm it's good sure for ratings on the media. Like, war is great for ratings and great for bombs. Great for Halliburton. Great for Raytheon. Uh, anyway, uh, so I think that one of the most uh, prominent examples of a false flag would be, besides 9-11, we won't go there, uh, there's certain school shootings that are very suspect if you actually look into them. We actually can't mention the name of the one. Like, it's a known thing. You can't mention the name of it. You'll get pulled. Um, what was the other one? Well, start with the C. Boston bombings. Uh, no, that it's SH. It was a school in Connecticut. Uh, uh-huh, no uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, but look into exactly that. What you're talking about. Look into that on your own because that's a whole other rabbit hole. But what was the other one? I was talking, talking about. Uh, oh, uh, so, Hanky Sook. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it has to do with the. Uh, <laughs> Kind of 9-11, I guess, but another false flag is them saying that they were going to go into Iraq or wherever the fuck they said, one of those brown people countries, to bomb the fuck out of them because they have weapons of mass destruction. And there's so many clips of them being like, we are 100% sure that they have weapons of mass destruction. We're there for years and they're like, oh, yeah, our bad. They didn't. We just bombed the fuck out of them because um, I think I don't think it's oil. I mean, it might have something to do with oil, but well, okay. I said this. I said this in 2006. I said this in 2007, before Obama was even elected in. Um, back when I was dating a certain ex that shall not be named, um, we were talking about that. <laughs> we were talking about that, and uh, I mentioned her. I go, I don't think because I was all for Bush in the first in the first one. You're pro Bush, however. I, I am I am not going to say that. Um, so pro Bush anti vagina <laughs> here. <laughs> uh, Just to I clarify. felt like at the beginning his first election I felt like he did a good job. But this was also back when nobody questioned September 11th being anything other than exactly what was reported. However, even a couple years later when he got reelected and a couple of years into his reelection, I was like, nah, dude, you fucked up because we were all okay with knowing that there weren't weapons of mass destruction and still going in there because everybody was pissed. They, everybody wanted Saddam Hussein and Osama bin Laden taken out. We had a great reason to do it. 
Yes, everybody knew as soon as the UN went in there and didn't find jack shit for nuclear weapons that there weren't any. But we decided to stay because if you remember the whole going in and checking for weapons was in the very beginning. That was in like 2002, 2003. They said that immediately after the bombings, too. They were like, right. So um, they did this. And by the way, they have weapons of mass destruction. That was the whole premise of going over there was 9-11 and weapons and they i don't think either of them actually happened uh ryan i think it was ryan was saying that uh osama bin laden was like an cia asset it, well yeah he, which would be really hard the, to prove because it's cia because <laughs> it, yeah it would be hard to prove but apparently i mean ryan was talking about his actual name that they supposedly have back when he worked with the cia uh, and then what you know what we had discussed was is it a possibility that he was a turn or a defector and that's why they were going after him and blah 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 i don't know maybe he realized but, uh, that america was evil <laughs> yeah well i mean regardless think about it this way in one year it'll be 20 years since september 11th and we're still fucking there not in iraq anymore but we're still in afghanistan it's kind of like, like the same idea as I know two, they, two weeks to flatten the curve, and here we are, you know, seven months later. Apparently, and according to Jeremiah and the news reports, um, Trump is going to try to take out the rest of our troops out of Afghanistan. According to him, it was enough was enough. And he's like, we are fucking done with those people. Here's Iran. I grabbed their face. I pushed them away. We don't have any more problems with Iran. Iran tried to flex its small dick and didn't do shit. So then there's the, then there's Iraq and then like, there's nothing left over there. There's nothing left over there. We could pull out of Afghanistan. And what I don't understand is why didn't we just do that to begin with? Why didn't we go in there? Because they're guarding poppy fields over there. I don't give a fuck. Let them all destroy each other. That's all they want to do anyway. No, they're, I said they're guarding poppy fields. They're, I mean, you know, go real tinfoil hat on it. Right around the time we went into Afghanistan was a huge time that the uh, opiate epidemic happened in the in this country too. Uh, heroin, oh yeah, yeah. Heroin, especially because if it's a poppy field, then yeah, heroin. But uh, there's been interviews with soldiers that were over there that were saying that's exactly what they were doing. They were detailed to guard poppy fields. What the fuck are we doing in someone's country guarding their drug crops? Unless we have something to do with it. Well, and our, our neighbor was saying that he was like, he was like, dude, he goes, they start giving kids that are going to be trained in the militia. They start giving them heroin at a very young age. So like, just like small doses, it's almost like micro dosing heroin. Um, to where by the time that they're 12 or 13, they're completely cognitive on a full dose of heroin and completely junkied on it, along with mess and other things that they will take to where that's why when they go into battle, it's just like, we don't give a fuck if we die. Like he was talking about working on like a 12 year old when he was over there that was clearly bleeding out and had more than one hole put in him and they were trying to work on him. And the 12 year old was like, leave me alone. 
don't touch me. I'm fine. Just let me walk out of here. And they were like, no, you're not though. You're going to die. I know that you can't feel it. And so they took blood work and stuff. And he was high as a giraffe's ass on more than one thing. And they were just like, yeah, this is what they do. Like they get all hopped up before they go out to battle and they do Aloha snack bars. Well, if I lived over there, I'd probably be on heroin too. That's what Jeff, that's what he said too. He was like, there's nothing left oh. over there. It's just a, he's all, it's just a waste field of all of our bombs. <laughs> you almost dropped a name there. I almost had to do more editing. <laughs> yeah, oh, he wants, he wants to come on anyway, doesn't he? He does. That's why I didn't think about it. Yeah, we got to have him on too. I would like to hear what he thinks about the government since he uh, allegedly Dude. worked so close with the government. Well, you know what? Actually, I will call him out. Jeremiah, whenever you listen to this, you need to get on an episode with us. I just <laughs> saw him. I just saw him yesterday. What? You have said his name before. I know. Today. On the podcast, you already said it. I said it earlier this episode more than once, too. Um, yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I, I smoked with him the other day and he he quoted a couple lines from uh which one was it i think the one that we did with bailey because i think that was the last one that i was on and uh he quoted a couple lines from that and he was like i love it I'm like oh good i'm glad <laughs> i'm glad that some people listen to this this shit that, that's because it reminds him <laughs> of sitting out in your backyard getting hammered off his yeah. boxed wine and shit <laughs> Dude, yeah, when he got home, though, he had two handles of uh, Blue Label. That Those were those were some good nights. Or, yeah, sure, we'll call them good. Well, they were good as far as I remember. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> So that's why I was kind of going to ask you about that, too, is because you wanted to be in the military. Didn't work out for one reason or another. Are you glad it didn't sure. work out? Like... I tried to get into law enforcement. Super glad that didn't work out. Like, very glad. Yes and no. Because I think, I mean, they always say hindsight's twenty twenty for a reason. So because you can't imagine how it would have gone any other way, like, yeah, I'm glad that it didn't work out the way that it did. Partly because when I was going to join in 2008, um, I bitched out. And that honestly would have been the only time that I could have gotten a waiver for my ear. Um, I had a completely squeaky clean record. I looked really good on paper. They were needing bodies. They would have easily gotten me a waiver. I would have been in ranks before I was 18. So when I bitched out at that point, for the next five years, all I did was sit there and wonder whether or not I should have gone in. So in 2013, when I tried, it was a very, very distinct, clear, yelling no at me about getting in. Like on paper, it was like, you will never get in. This is what it is. You're done. And so it was like, okay. So like I bitched and whined about it for quite a while, but at, at, at the end of it, it was like, it was, it, it kind of cleared it out of my head. Like it was a closed door for me. So I mean, yeah, there are times where I'm like, dude, that would have been cool. But if I had gone in in 2013, there is a big chance that I would not have done really good in the military because of where I was at. Um, because most of the people that go in my age and at that point, my age and younger, they piss it all away on booze and girls anyway. So 
I don't know. Oh, yeah, I don't you, know. You, you did a great job of that without being in the military, but that's at least my it, point. At least it would have been taxpayer money. Fuck, you could have got drinks on the taxpayers. I could have gotten that bonus. Um, <laughs> but no, but I, I mean, I don't know. not not b- besides personal life stuff, like not knowing what you know now, but no thinking about the government and the military in general. You know as much as I do about. You probably know way more about the military, but my nut job brain goes to these people are being used. Yeah, would you want to be at their mercy right now? The people in the military oh, I, are being fucking used, like to do ridiculous well, things that we don't need to be fucking doing. So, if you remember, actually, it was a text conversation that you and I had in 2013 when I told you that I was trying to join, and you. You were trying to be supportive, but you said, uh, good luck being a puppet. And <laughs> that doesn't I sound remember, like me. No, he didn't. I, I remember my response was, and this is, this is how I still look at it. My response was, yeah, like I'm under no illusion that I am giving my life for four years to do whatever they ask. Like, this is one of the things that Bailey had said that I would be really good in the military is because along with going to the academy, I don't ask questions. I signed up to do whatever you want. You want me to shoot that kid in the head? I'll shoot that kid in the head. You want me to shoot him five times in the head? I'll do it five times. I don't care. <laughs> so, like, it, to me, it doesn't fucking matter. If you sociopath. ask me to do something. What? Is what? it a fucking sociopath? Well, no, it's just. It does. I'm not saying that's like one, that's one extreme. See, I, I would do that too. It, but if I got paid decently to do it, like they get paid decently, but I'm talking about like some real money. If you're gonna have me go shoot a toddler in the head, I better be making a couple <laughs> mil. Like, not for this fucking forty grand a year. I'm not. Do, I'm not doing any of that. I don't even want to deliver packages for that much. So, not shoot well, anybody. I mean, yeah, it's not just for that, country. That oh, from a country. Fuck, fuck off. It's not for your country. It's for bureaucrats and technocrats and rich people that don't give a fuck about the people you're killing any more than you do, apparently. <laughs> well, no, I'm not saying that the people who profit off it aren't that. That's not the point, though. That wouldn't be the point. That wouldn't be the point for me. And nine times out of ten, that's not the point of the people that I meet now. I mean, they say there's four reasons why people go in the military. Uh, you're a patriot. You need a job. Family obligation or you want a legal way to kill people. So it's usually one of those four things and sometimes more than one of them. So like my thing is, is most, most of the time people go into it because it's a way to get a job and also have their college paid for. Okay, fine. Use it like fucking, yeah, it's a great system. Um, if you can put up with all the bullshit that that you're going to have to go through for it, then sure. Like, no, that's like John. He said the same thing. He's like, it was like a nine to five job Monday through Friday, except I had a gun and had to polish my shoes. And that was when right. he was in Iraq. Like he just looked at it as a nine to five job and that's fine. But if you're looking at everything that's happening and everything we're doing, they're not making enough money, first of all, to be out there doing that. No. And, and for the kind of shit they're doing, definitely not. Like even if they're just police, like right. they don't have to kill people every day. They're just out there like creating law and order or whatever. They're still not making enough money for that to go and do a, a no, a foreign country to police them and like try to bring democracy yeah. to their poppy fields. Like, well, and that's, that's where you got it. That's where I, when I was thinking about it, I had to 
uh, kind of separate it was too many people when they go in think that they have a choice as to whether or not they're going to agree as to the reasons why we're somewhere or why we're doing what we're doing. You should have thought about any of that and come to terms with it before you join. And I'm not saying it's for everybody because it's not, but if you're not already willing walking into that situation, okay with, I'm going to get paid a certain amount. The amount that I said was okay was okay when I signed up. So it's going to be okay because I have said, I will give this portion of my life to some fuckheads that are going to make me do some awful shit for a certain amount of time. And then I'm going to walk out of there and I'm going to do that because I said I would. And your reasons for doing it and their reasons for sending you are completely asinine. Well, it's like any job. My job's the same way. They pay me exactly. a certain amount to do a certain thing. I'm just not shooting toddlers in the head. No, but they're not your toddler and they're not in our soil. So, I mean, fuck it. <laughs> America. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I said, I said when I was talking to, when I was talking to Jeremiah about that, he goes, he goes, yeah, man. Cause I was telling him about, I won't say the book because they're actually a company, but um, when I was reading what's his name's book about his memoirs over there and uh, Jeremiah goes, that's what you got to do, man. He goes, when you're over there, you end up making really fucked up jokes. He goes, because you don't have another way to get through it. <laughs> and he was telling, he was telling me stories about like how they find humor because they get so desensitized to it that it's not really like they're trying to make light of it. It's just in that moment, it was kind of like, oh, that's weird. And so they'll do something. And then later on, they look back and they're like, holy shit, that was fucked up. <laughs> it's just their like, way of trying to make it rational at the time. Probably just exactly. It's, with it. yeah. Exactly. Well, it's like paramedics like, or police or anybody at firefighters. Like, they all have pretty sick, twisted minds, too, because they have to see the worst shit. Well, if they don't desensitize exactly. themselves, they'd never be able to perform their job to the best of their ability. Exactly. Exactly. And, I mean, there are some people like Jeremiah always said that the, he, he would do it again if it meant being able to help the people that he helped because as many times as they would, you know, lose lives and stuff over there, the crazy stories that he has about saving people's lives where he's like, dude, we used to have a saying over there. Miracles happen in these walls. He was like, because shit would happen that I mean, it's a, it's a medical tent in comparison to the facilities that we have over here. But for whatever reason, they're saving these complicated, in-the-moment, life-threatening conditions that half the time they can't save over here with all of the help and the speed and stuff that we have. He goes, that was why I loved it, was because as much as you just aren't going to be able to save everybody, the fucking stories that I have for being able to save the craziest stories are just totally worth it. I was like, he, yeah, I mean... Training? Did you, he actually train to be a doctor? What's that? Was he trained to be a doctor? No, but the way that it works is that if you're in the medical like facility there, it doesn't matter what your job is you because <laughs> if you're not doing something at that moment and because they're all there on the same base, everybody takes their shifts doing the jobs they don't want to do. So like he's pharmacy, right? Well, he would still have to like go out on certain 
like uh, convoys and stuff like that for whether it's to get medical supplies from another hospital or it was because somebody went down and they had to go retrieve them. So everybody takes these shifts doing the jobs they don't want to do. But like when they all of a sudden have mass casualties coming in, it's, I mean, no pun intended, it's all hands on deck. So at that point, it's like, I need you get a pair of gloves on, help me carry these people in. And so they carry these people in. It's like, okay, well, the doctor is, you know, across base, he's on his way. So plug holes and let's see if we can keep this guy alive until he gets here. So like everybody is just kind of all thrown in the mix. And uh, he goes, I mean, it wasn't, he goes, it's, you know, there are some things obviously you never planned for. and, And there were parts of the job that he shouldn't have even had to do. But you do them because when those bodies come in and you help and you were there and all of a sudden those people get better and they live, that's like, holy shit, we don't, we don't even save these, these kind of people with these kind of injuries in a hospital in America. And these people come in with, you know, half their head gone and he's holding their brains in and they live with like virtually like nothing wrong with them other than maybe some trauma. But other than that, like. You know, where was that technology with Kennedy? Jackie. Oh, really that's a up. whole other fucking thing too. She should have just pressed tighter. What was the year for that? Was it 11, 22, 76? Oh, that was a whole show. Huh? It was a mini series with James Franco. Yeah. Yeah. That was um, 60 something. I thought it was late sixties because Nixon came in, in 70 or 69, somewhere around there. It might've been 67 then. 1122 and I can't remember 63. the year. It's 112263. Oh, I did just want to say too though that I'm not anti-military in any way. I just think it's fucked up what the government's <laughs> making the military do. I've always been way more uh, suspicious of the government than you. So, I th- I thought I'd ask what you thought of the government in general. Yeah, I I guess my thing is is that if you're going to sign your if you're going to sell your soul to the devil, you might as well play the part. So you're like, talking about the military, though. I'm talking about the government in general. You can't. Trust I'm talking it. about any of the government entities. You, you want to talk about any of the government whatsoever? I, I look at it all as the same thing. I, I don't look at any of them as great entities or great people. I think that they are made up of some good people sometimes, but I think that the people that control the entities, the you know, the p- people that were that everybody always knows is in control of everything at the end of the day. The ones I, drinking I the baby's that, blood. Yeah, yeah. I think that at the end of the day, it doesn't really fucking matter. So, like, if you're going to decide that you're going to fucking work for the FBI, or you're going to go into politics, you're going to do anything in government, it's all the same shit. Like, it, to me, it, it makes no difference. I, I don't really care what, what, what part of the long-reaching arm and fingers of the government that you're going to go into. To me, it's all the same shit. Yeah, but what do we do about that? Like, I think pretty much everyone is a little suspect, at least. I don't trust somebody who isn't at least a little suspicious of the government. Uh, there's something wrong it? with you if you if you just accept everything that comes along, like it's uh, the Bible. What well, can you do about it, though? Well, that's my thing, is that what do you do about it? My, Talk my about idea, it, I guess. <laughs> you can. Well, my idea is nothing. <laughs> Because 
it, you could talk about it all day long and exactly what you said it's going to be the government trolling us <laughs> look at these guys they're right on fucking point <laughs> fucking faggots like they don't give a shit that's why i'm like uh, i'm they're pro, always 10 steps you know, ahead we need to either overthrow them completely which i'm not saying i want to do i have kids i'm not trying to have anarchy and stuff but i mean i feel like that's kind of the only solution otherwise it's what we're doing right now which is all fake bullshit that well, we're living the, the through and we're just perspective kind of is that you stockpile food and guns and you know the government comes to get you and you like i'm going down fighting but how long is that going to last till they bring in a hellfire missile well also what what is that going to do when they go oh shit they were patriots yeah we're not telling anybody about that shut the news story down and yeah, they do that this too. they they shut it down millions of times to where literally the only thing that you hear about is compliance so right, that's all you're going to hear. You'd have to completely exactly. destroy it all. Everyone would have to rise up. And I've, I've, I've gone down the rabbit trails of like, dude, we just need, we just need people that are willing to infiltrate all the news media stations, like all at the same time. Take the CIA the beat you to that. What's that? I said the CIA beat you to that. Did you listen to the one with Charlie from macroaggressions? Oh yeah. 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 They've had their I'm, plants I'm in there just, for long enough. It would be very hard to get in there unless you play ball with them. Yeah, I I think they're already that's, way ahead. We'd have to. That's exactly my point. That's why I keep saying there's nothing you're gonna fucking do about it because mm-hmm. the amount that we are capable of doing, they know is not enough. Like everybody, you can't do anything about it because you sound so negative. Don't are, be so negative. <laughs> God damn. Oh no, I'm being. I'm not being. If negative. enough people got to together, <laughs> we could figure it out and do something better. I know we could. I am 100% positive. But it would take a lot of people. It would take a lot of minds, a lot of brilliant minds, different ideas all together, and we'd have to hide it. It would take years and probably generations of people. We'd have to train our kids, uh, train our kids to train their kids, and then eventually a change could happen. But we can't just get a couple people in the government and be like, oh, yeah, we're going to make a difference. Like, they're going to die. They're going to, they're going to, shoot themselves in the back of the head twice, zip themselves into a suitcase and throw themselves into a river. That's what happens to those people. Well, that's why we have to start with guillotines or volcanoes. Uh, Volcanoes, very environmentally friendly, very taxpayer friendly. We just line them all up at the edge of the volcano and kind of give them a little (laughs) nudge. And then we're done with that. We can't stand on a volcano. Like who, what? That's an impossible idea. (laughs) It's a good way to get rid of a lot of people though. It would be great if we could all stand on the edge of a volcano. it takes a lot of hiking to get there. Like, come on. We can use a, we a could think helicopter. Think of the logistics of that plan. Lit- literal <laughs> standing on the edge. Helicopters work, too. doesn't have to too. be a volcano. It can be a metaphorical volcano. Yeah. You, you could definitely strap several dozen people to one heat-seeking missile. There I you mean, go. just point it somewhere near we, the volcano. Beep. Where are you going to get like, a heat-seeking <laughs> missile? Come on, you guys. <laughs> we got. I am sitting... Think like with what you've got here. All right. We don't have missiles. I'm thinking with what we don't I got. have volcanoes. Thinking, <laughs> we could make a guillotine. I'm thinking with my Asus laptop in a laundry room on a fucking military base that I really don't <laughs> oh, think yeah. there's much I'm going to do. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, we could never do anything at all. Ben, ben it's hopeless. Say blueberry the muffin the if there's a gun at your head. <laughs> we can I'm see like, if there's I'm a like, gun at his head. Oh, yeah, yeah but there's lots we can do. Oh, shit, there are the F-18s again. Like, what the fuck do you want? Like, <laughs> we saw those coming over the other day, or like F-16s the other day flying around. Oh, yeah, around. that was insane. Dude, those are scary motherfuckers. Like, yeah. they go in, in like, quads and six-bird flyovers sometimes, and, like, they're just... 
the fucking nutty thing is that they're just fucking training. They're not even doing dick. All they're doing is they're just going up there and they're going, blah, 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 blah. It don't work. Blah. And then they land. And that's it. They're and breaking like, the sound barrier still, over my house. And it's pretty scary. Still, you still see it and you go, that ent- one of those, one of those could fuck off this entire base. And there are four of them. Oh, yeah. You can't shoot at them with your SKS. You can't shoot at them <laughs> with your fucking car 9mm. There ain't shit that you can do. They have one bomb, and they could fuck off this entire base. And that's so not like, even talking about a bomber. Do? That's a fighter. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pull a Jim Carrey. I'm going to bend over and take it up the tailpipe. Because <laughs> where I'm living right now, it's like, okay, don't fucking kill me. And I will shit Twinkies in this toilet. And I will do whatever you want, and I will clean this house that you will then give to somebody else, somebody else that's a poor bastard that's going to live here for the next four years. I'm going to go my hair, my merry fucking way. I don't give a shit. I think the moral to this is um, build a bunker and probably just live down there for the next few years. No. Till, till all this blows <laughs> over. Go to the Winchester, have a pint, and just wait for it to blow over. I mean, that's kind of what we're doing anyway. I'm pint. having a pint of um, whatever the fuck this is. but It's Maha. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a poor man's white claw. <laughs> I'm having a I'm having a water bottle of what uh, Lonnie has now started to affectionately call butt grass. <laughs> butt grass? Yeah, that's pretty spot on. Oh, Dada Bubba? That's what Ariel calls <laughs> yes. it, right? <laughs> She's all. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I could I, I I understand like if you're really thinking of it on a grander scheme. Yeah, it's 100 percent possible. It's 100% possible because if we actually got everybody to think like, hey, we're going to do this shit, you would have half the military standing against the military to say, no, we're going to help these guys overthrow the government and these entities and the news media, and we're going to drain the swamp and do everything that we're supposed to do. Okay, yeah, technically it's possible. And every good coup d'etat has always been possible. But I don't, I don't see that even being in the realm of like a generation that I could put a timeline on for us just because of how bad it is. It would have to be something that happened that crippled or at least started a momentum of crippling what we're trying to take down. You mean like, like I don't, 2020? <laughs> like everything that's happening this Jinx, year. Me uh, well, I don't know. I feel like 2020 you mean, didn't work. So some sort of disaster. Is, is that what you're saying, Ben? Some sort of disaster would have to happen that we'd have to rise up from? And it would have to be against our, our own government. And that's the thing is that people have been talking about civil war now for a couple of years. Um, I mean, we, were, and- we revolted for tea back in the day. And everyone's just like, yeah, I'll wear a mask. That's cool. No worries, bro. <laughs> Well, that's, I think there's a lot point. of people revolting against the mask, too. That's starting a huge divide right now. And I hate it because it's like, it's just not... The people who are all about the masks are very against people wearing a mask. And people who don't want to wear a mask are very against people who want to wear one. And it's hey, just, know, who cares? So. Just wear one if you want and don't if you don't. Whatever. You're not killing people if you're not wearing a mask. And you're definitely not fucking saving lives if you're wearing a mask. Maddie was wearing her mask all year this school year, and she got sent home for six days because she was sitting six feet away from someone who tested positive 
for the COVID. So it's like, what? Well, I had a, I had a coworker that for, then? tested positive last week. Are you protecting people week. or not? I mean, huh? Yeah. So I had a coworker that tested positive last week and I said the same thing to my boss. I'm like, how did, how the fuck did that happen? He was wearing a mask the whole time. Yes. Like, how, well, you how? didn't, you didn't have to go home in quarantine though. Yeah. So that's different. She was wearing her mask. So were they. And she still had to go home and stay home and homeschool herself. I had to sign a contract stating that she would not fall behind and she would keep up with her classwork. And then we got a letter from the public health department <laughs> talking about all of the different things that we had to do with her. And we totally followed all of those rules. She wore a mask in the house. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> and then uh, we weren't allowed to touch her. Like no physical contact with my kid. I was like, fuck you, Shasta County. Suck my dick. Well, when I say when I say they're you know a disaster of some sort, the reason why I say that is because we're getting very close to the point of no return, where it's an over. I, I, I wouldn't put it that. on. I wouldn't. What's that? I just said I think we're there, <laughs> or that we're there, and I think this year, in my opinion, definitely threw us over that edge because. I, I wouldn't put it as obviously controlled because it can't be. There's way too many people. There's way too much landmass, but it's it's not definitely going to be ever as controlled as North Korea. But I mean, they always said like, how do you cook a live frog? You put it in cold Slow water oil. and you slowly turn the yeah. heat up, right? Uh -huh. So you don't put it in hot water. And that's what our country's done to us. They've slowly turned the heat up ever so gradually to where now we're here and our organs are failing and we can't jump out. And they fucking know it. And so my thing is, I'm like, is there anything we can do? Because once you boil all the frogs, well, what the fuck left? At that point, it implodes. It's frog And soup. my thing is, I think, I think it's like any other dynasty. At some point, it, things are going to crumble and things are going to get rebuilt. And I don't even know if that's even on a timeline that I could put a date on. I, I don't think it is. I, it's happened way faster than most people thought, though. Like, there's been people talking for decades about basically the second fall of Rome, like the U S is the exactly. modern day Rome well, and the same things are happening in the last hundred years that happened in the fall of Rome, like just decadence and just everything that everything American you can think of just overeating. All that right. stuff is all what happened kind of before the fall of Rome. Except we have a massive change in communication. We can communicate significantly better than they could back in the day. We can see everything. So they can also pump information into us that we don't even know we're getting. Yeah, we're like, a, oh yeah, this is real. Age or of people information are out. We're is not, a but, uh, literal double-edged sword. We but don't I mean, have to back send in the day, they had word of mouth. I mean, that was it, you know. <laughs> and now it's everywhere. Well, I, I I agree that it's a double-edged sword because with the way that we can communicate, there is no shortage of free thought. There's no shortage of free That's talk, true. and literally being able to say whatever you want. The problem, along with that ability is that they are pumping us full all the time of whatever the hell it is that they want us to hear. Back in Rome, you didn't have the opportunity. So if you walked away with an idea of revolt, who was going to fucking stop you until you hit that meeting next week when everybody else that you were told was going to be there was going to be there? No, but, but now you can't have, I'm gonna, I know I'm going to get off here and I'm going to open up my phone and there will probably be something that Google heard me say during this podcast that's like, oh, let's try to tweak his brain a little bit the other direction. 
my it, it there's too many things that or go at least both ways where even pander to you and try to sell you something based on what you said it doesn't even it doesn't have to be as nefarious as tweaking your brain the other direction it could just be oh he said this let's uh pop up an ad for that and gain you know several thousand dollars in ads just because you said that right it, the idea that we have so much better ways of communicating now i think is also a massive deterrent to what would be capable of doing a massive like overthrow of civil war, coup d'etat, whatever you want to call it. Because back then, if they said, hey, you know, let's go way back, they imposed these new tax laws. And it's like, uh, no, they fucking didn't. I'm not paying that. It's like, well, you and a lot of other patriots think that way. We're actually going to meet at the town hall in one month. See you in a fucking month. And then you showed up there in a month on your fucking horse ready to fuck shit up. And there wasn't anybody that was going to see you in that month to talk you out of that. Now it's like, you can't have any kind of free thought or free thinking conversation uh, that isn't immediately redacted into like any other, any other thing that you could think of the other direction. So I do think that, yeah, the capabilities that we would have to do something like that are way better. But I also think that the deterrent and the offset to that is equally as strong for the same reason are you saying that because of media people can change their minds whereas they uh, couldn't even back in the day media facebook uh I, mean, I was just gonna say have you looked at facebook people are pretty okay. determined in their opinions on facebook i can't even look at yeah. facebook anymore Every and twitter and insta like, everything <laughs> that's i know i barely i barely get on instagram as it is and i i cut out my facebook because i was like, like i can't oh yeah I told well, you last have very year. Strong I, opinions that don't get swayed very easily on Facebook. <laughs> I don't talk to anyone on Facebook. I literally comment on nothing because there's no point. I just look and watch <laughs> and laugh. <laughs> Joe, what were you gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna say last year I just I got so sick of every time I opened Facebook, it was just people fighting constantly. Besides this is before COVID. This is before twenty twenty election. It was just every time I opened any social media, it was just people going back and forth at each other's throats i deleted the apps and just didn't look at it for like two or three months it was fucking great and then covid hit and i'm like eh, fuck i should probably see what people are saying about this and it's the same shit it's just a lot yeah. it's more varied now i guess but this whole year has just been one giant psyop is what i think what do you think about uh oh where are we at now we're seven. Oh yeah what do you think about uh in closing about a vaccine if they mandated a vaccine what would you do? What would you do with, you know, your kids? So we actually already had talked about that. We talked about, um, me and Katie talked about that when she was on deployment. Um, cause almost immediately, you know, through the military, they started hearing that they were going to be working on it. I mentioned last time that they were already, when we were on with a prop report that San Diego is saying they don't have a choice in volunteering, whether or not they're going to be Guinea pigs for, a vaccine for uh, COVID and they have to be basically test subjects for it. And then what they're doing is they're hoping that out of those trials, they will have a tack down vaccine to roll out military wide by 2021 in January. So Katie's thing was before any of this was even told when she was on deployment, she said, uh, you know, if they come out with a vaccine for this, I'm going to have to get it. And that's fine. Fuck it. She was like, but if they start saying in California 
or federal or in California that they have to get the COVID vaccine. She goes, you're moving out of California with the kids and I'll finish up my contract here. Cause I'm not doing that shit. She was like, and if they try to say that it's a federal thing, you're going to be homeschooling the kids. I was like, Oh, all right. I'm down. I don't, I'm, I, I'm not going to in a year. I am not going to trust that vaccine. So what, what is your personal reason though, for not trusting it? Cause there's a real varied spectrum of why you wouldn't want to sure. get it. Best case. You're not going to get a shitty cold. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for mandating that. Worst case, you're going to fucking die. Or if you're going to go tinfoil hat, worst case is they implant you with a microchip, which has been a huge theory for ever. Sure. Which I, I don't even really go that far. But just the fact that they might mandate something in order to have your job or in order to go into the grocery store, like fuck a mask. You got to show your proof of uh, you know vaccination before you go to Walmart to get some lettuce. Right. So right. My thing, my, that's my where I'm at. Level, where I'm like, I don't care if it's an RFID chip or whatever it is. The fact that you're making me do it to go get food, like get fucked. Yeah. I guess my base level for being against it is we're not even in through one year of positive cases where we don't know next year or five years or 10 years, if there's going to be repercussions from getting it one time. So in that same token, along with other vaccines, there's a reason why they have a several year trial period is to see if there are any kind of cases uh, and what are they called? Um, Not symptoms. uh, Reactions. When you react. Side effects? Side effects. When you have reactions Um, (laughs) is called a reaction. (laughs) Yeah, like when they, for whatever reason, I couldn't think Adverse of the word side effects. Uh, like, they, there's no way that they're going to be able to come out with something in one year that makes me go, you have no fucking idea if these kind of side effects are going to come out three, five, seven, ten years down the road. Oh, so and I'll take we, it. Speaking Fuck of that, we didn't I'm mention to him kids. yet, right? We didn't mention to him yet that we were watching Utopia. Get on Prime and watch Utopia, because it is spot on like right up against there's a disclaimer in the very beginning that's like this is not about real actual events or an actual pandemic but it's exactly what's happening right now and it's a it's a but it's a very interesting take on it it's and it's pretty dark and very graphic um i think you'll like it ben actually (laughs) i think it's right up your alley it's a little tortury for me sometimes i have to close my eyes and block my ears but it's great highly recommend it (laughs) Yeah, I always have to wait until I can watch my torture shows until after Katie goes to bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. It's it's fine. It's just... Um, it sounds I like, like it. It's, so. It sounds like it's porn for you. You're like waiting for her to go to bed so you can beat off to somebody getting their eyes scooped out. You're fucked up. I I don't confirm or deny First the salt, then the bleach, then the spoon. <laughs> First the salt, then the bleach, then the spoon. I'm just saying at some point or another, my belt comes off for a reason. <laughs> yeah. It's usually because you ate too much. <laughs> yeah, no, it's usually because I'm choking myself. So, uh, whoa, hey, that- <laughs> <laughs> you can't just gloss past. Okay, that. so anyway, Ben, did you know that in Tehama County, they are actually starting to mandate healthcare workers to get the flu vaccine? And I think that's a, it's like a little prequel to what they're going to be doing with the COVID vaccine. So there are people kind of freaking out in Tehama County here 
because they, in order to have to go to work maybe starting next year, they're going to have to prove that they've been vaccinated for just influenza, not COVID. So I, I just feel like it's conditioning to make people like, oh, you can take this one because th- there's tons of stories out stating that people, a lot of Americans don't want to take the COVID vaccine because it's untested or it's, you know, sort of tested a little bit. It's very new. So they're going to make them get mandatory vaccines for influenza and people will be like, oh, that's fine. It's been around forever. No one dies from that. Well, it's all good. But then eventually they'll be like, okay, now the COVID one that's been around for a while now. See, you didn't so this, die from the influenza. This is what I've actually kind of been sitting on this whole thing is I'm wondering if the whole pandemic was multiple reasons of effect for testing the population. Um, I think that on top of seeing what they were capable of controlling, what they were capable of manipulating with masks and social distancing and doing all of that, on top of that, think about prior to a COVID vaccine where we were in the country for vaccinations. You have solid anti-vaxxers and then you have solid pro-vaxxers, again, equally hating each other vehemently on both sides, right? So there are very few people, like I feel like, except for maybe some of the people that we've had on the show that are right down the middle with it. Like I'm all about like, if you want to get all the vaccines, go ahead and do it. If you don't want to get the vaccines, fucking don't do it. I don't give a shit. And the argument against it for, in my opinion, is stupid. All these people that are getting the vaccines in their public schools and they're like, well, if he's not vaccinated, we don't want that kid in our school. It's like, what are you worried about? You're vaccinated. <laughs> so why, know, why are you worried about it? Exactly. Right. That, yeah. It, I don't so, understand uh, why people is, are so is, pissed about somebody who doesn't want to get a vaccine when if you're vaccinated, you're good, right? Like, let me die of the COVID. I will die of the COVID for you. So that's so that's the argument on both sides for everything. And I always see it both ways. I'm like, like Lonnie's, Lonnie's caught up on all of his and we waited until he was five just because we were like, yeah, wait, we'll, we'll wait. We'll just wait until he has to. So we waited until he had to. And it worked out pretty well. Um, we're going to now, along with Ariel's thing, we're going to on purposely wait again. She has not one vax like birth from birth vaccine. She has not one shot. And we're like, yeah, we're, and we're going to wait. And other than her eating shit, she is extremely healthy. So it's like, okay, I'm not saying it goes one way or another. I'm not saying vaccines are unhealthy. I'm not saying they cause autism and blah, 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 blah. But just let, let people do whatever the fuck they want. So my idea with the COVID vaccine is that I think this whole pandemic was testing us in multiple areas because where we were in the vaccination argument was pretty split, but I think it was just enough pro that they went, okay, now's the time. Now let's see what they do if we start forcing them rather than volunteering to get the flu vaccine. Then if they, if we start mandating that, let's see if people start doing that to go shopping or to get their jobs or whatever. Then after yeah. that, we'll know whether or not we have them for having to get mandatory vaccines of any age, any walk of life, if they would like to survive and operate in America. Yeah, it's fucked up. I'm. We keep talking about what's going to happen after the election, but I don't. I really don't think it fucking matters. Like, either oh, yeah. way, it's going to be crazy after the election. Mm-hmm. It's going to be disputed no matter who gets elected. It's going to be fucking disputed. There's going to be one side that's super fucking pissed and it's from what, if you can believe the news, it's roughly 50% either way. So you're going to have 50% of the people super pissed no matter who wins. And then you're going to have people fighting about vaccines and masks still, right? 
Oh, just the election and all that. And stuff. how terrifying it will be after it's over? Well, I'm way more yeah, excited bas- after I the basically, election. I basically closed what I was talking about, Jen. With I think that they the pandemic was in multiple stages where where we were at in the vaccination argument was a little bit more pro than anti. And as a result, now they're stepping into forcing everybody to get that um, flu vaccine. And then it's from there, it's going to be, you have to be caught up in your shots, not just to go to school, but you're going to have to do it to get a job. Now it's going to have to be to operate a normal, a new normal way of life. And then from there on, now they have, I know now all they have to do is tack on a new vaccine, a new vaccine, a new vaccine. Before you know it, it's not about anti or pro. It's that if you would like to live and operate inside the United States, you have to be caught up and continue on with your vaccinations. Well, so, the way that they're coming out with that without direct government overreach is they're coercing private companies to implement these policies. Um, it was not, it's not a law to wear a mask in California. It's not a fucking law. It's a guideline. Never was. And what they did is coerce these companies to make, not even making it seem like it's a law, but like strongly recommending it. So what that, what made that happen is that uh, private companies made it a mandate for their company to wear a mask in their buildings, which covers a lot of companies. You think of, you know, big corporations like the one I work for, they made it part of my uniform. And everywhere I go in, they have a color coded. Yeah. Everywhere I go in on my route, all the bigger corporations like Starbucks or Ross or anything like that, it's a company policy. So, they can tell you to fuck off when you come in if you're not wearing a mask because it's their policy. Even so though their policy to, was mandated by the state. I tried it's to explain this to all of the great people in Redding, California. If you guys are listening, you dumb fucks. Is I tried to tell them when they were like, well, it's an infringement upon my rights. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's an exercise of the company's rights to say you're not allowed to fucking shop here. No shirt, no shoes, no service, no mask, no service. It's their fucking right. And just as much as it is for you to say, well, I don't like that policy. I'm going to go shop somewhere else. I said it would be an infringement upon your rights if they said you have to wear a mask and you aren't allowed to shop anywhere else. That's an infringement upon your rights. I know that's that's the sneaky part of it, though, is that so many companies have adopted this guideline that it's become almost where if you don't wear a mask, you can't go anywhere. Well, I think that has to do more with mob rule, though, because uh, for a lot of the... Okay, so let's take out corporations and let's talk about mom and pa shops. So there's a shitload of mom and pa shops that recommend, again, recommend that you wear a mask inside and purposely don't enforce it. And I think a lot of the reasons why they did that was because it caters to both sides. You have the idiots who literally will threaten them upon vandalism and everything else because they don't enforce a mask wearing policy. But then at the same time, you have the idiots on the other side. They're like, well, we won't shop there because they're enforcing a mask. So you get these people that are just trying to survive with their businesses or their small corporations that promote or suggest wearing a mask, but also don't enforce it so that they can just keep their fucking doors open. Yeah. Like, so here's where that changed uh, the other day for me. There's a little uh, meat cutting slash gas station right down from the airport. I won't say their name because it's kind of fucked up what happened. But <laughs> for the longest time, they're super like America, like we do what we want type of thing. I mean, they yeah. cut meat. So, But <clears throat> for the longest time, I'd go in there in the morning to get a drink and they would 
nobody had a mask on in there. The workers mm-hmm. didn't have a mask. They didn't give a shit. Some people would come in with masks on and nobody gave them shit. It was fine. Everything was good. Right. The other day I came in there and all the cashiers had their little bandanas on, which you know is super effective against viruses. But, but okay. that aside, they all had like stuff on. I was like, um, what happened? The government come in here, <laughs> you know, kind of jokingly. And they were like, yeah, actually, uh, the Department of Health and OSHA came in here and told us basically if we didn't all wear masks and required masks in here that we would be shut down. And I was like, yeah, but they can't do that. There's the government overreach. They can do whatever they want. Remember, they have the big missiles. <laughs> yeah, but, but, well, <laughs> they could do it. Okay, okay legally, they can't, but they could do it. And then it would be a hell of a fucking fight for them to get to reopen because they'd be like, well, you're fined $500,000 a day that you stay open without wearing masks. Okay. Like, that's how they so get around the, it. The coercion was real. So Newsom said he was going to be creating task force to start enforcing the idea of people and companies that aren't enforcing a mask wearing policy. So the idea was, is that if he did that, it was basically just going to be exactly that ocean department of health coming in being like, if you don't do this, we're going to shut you down. Okay. That's intimidation. They can't do that. And so then if they wrote them a letter of shutting down, they already knew that why, okay, so if they're doing it to some small business like that, know that they're doing it to a shitload of other businesses that have way deeper pockets. The point is, is that if they actually started shutting these people down, they wouldn't be selecting one or two, they'd be doing it to a bunch of them. And they would also have millions of lawsuits, millions of lawsuits from people that know it's not a law fighting it back. So now they oh, have I, a state. I, I think that I think that's coming. I think there's going to be crazy lawsuits coming. But if something I, yeah. as, as insane as martial law is declared or something like that, where everything's suspended, habeas corpus is suspended. Lawsuits don't fucking matter at that point. They're like, guess what? Nope. We tell you what to do right now and go do it. So that's an extreme view. But we're kind of headed I mean, slowly I, in that frog boiling direction. So <laughs> I'm there now. I wake up in the morning to get off base and they're like, yeah, this gate's closed. I'm like, okay, I'll go to the other one. Yeah, you, have, you have way bigger guns. <laughs> hey, Ben. Ben, do you have exposure notifications on your phone? I just want to talk about this real quick because it's a thing no, I noticed. No, I did not download that bullshit. So I didn't download it either. I just updated my phone. I haven't updated my phone in a really, oh, really long time. I just updated mine, though. Oh, well, good luck. Look in your settings. So I, looked, I was looking in my settings yes. to try to find a password for one of the websites I was on. And uh, I saw it's right under on iPhone. It's under emergency SOS and right above battery. It said exposure notifications. And it's a circle with a bunch of dots around it. It looks like the fucking coronavirus. It's retarded. So it says exposure notifications. So it actually defaults to off, which is probably to uh, (laughs) reduce (laughs) mass anger. But um, you can turn it on. And it says exposure, exposure notifications are off. If you turn them on, your public health authority can notify you of possible exposure to COVID-19. And then it says your iPhone is not collecting or sharing exposure notification data with anyone. If you turn on exposure notifications, information related to your exposures can only be shared with your permission. Bullshit, first of all. But then there's a little link below that where you can where you can read. It says how exposure notifications work. And... Uh, Basically, it's if someone else has this turned on and they report that they have tested positive for COVID-19 and you are near them, 
your phone will notify you, hey, you might have been exposed. And if you report that you test positive and then you are by someone, they can. T- so your phone <laughs> is like a little testing device. It's going to be the new the new covid test is going to be our iPhones, I think. It's re- well, it's ridiculous. So you can click learn more too, and it's a bunch of legalese. I mean, it's I mean it's not really. It's just very long, but it's it's sharing how it works. The the Bluetooth <laughs> that's on will collect the information. It will store it, and it will send it out to you so you can know. It, it's only if you report it, and if everyone else reports it, and then they should. Yeah, right. They're definitely yeah, harvesting right. that data, and they're going to use it as um, statistics for sure. So well. I just thought it was terrifying that that. it's even on there. It's probably on. It says it's off. Maybe I have to click it on to turn it off. I don't know. It's just all. I guarantee (laughs) that that's just the illusion of choice and it's still on. Exactly. It's on. Yes, it's on. There's nothing I can do about it. It's on my phone. So you, you guys, you guys obviously know about uh, who Snowden is, right? Yeah, of course. Okay. So I'll never, I'll never forget when he did his Dateline special while he was in exile. Like, because the dude is super smart. So he knew how to fucking just make them twiddle their thumbs and their assholes the whole time. So like he had, he did an interview while he was in exile where they couldn't find him. He still is. And um, yeah, I know. He did a Rogan episode too. His audio was crystal clear, which is very suspicious. But anyway, (laughs) it's not really. It's Snowden. He's that good. Um, he's in an embassy in Russia. Well, that's what they're saying. Or wherever um, the fuck you exactly. That's what I mean. No, so he's that good. Though. I remember yeah. when when they were talking. Yeah, exactly. He's like, no, I'm at an embassy in Russia. Look, you can look. You can look me up right now. <laughs> he's got a he's got a um, VPN running. He's actually in Tijuana with Osama bin Laden. <laughs> in, more than in, likely in Tupac. <laughs> oh my god. He's like. Where's your 72nd virgin? No? Okay. Um, so he was doing, uh, him and actually several other people have obviously blown whistles on what is capable. So like government agents that have shown and done like little show and tells with their phones where they're like, do you have your phone on? It's like, yes. And he's like, okay, what's your phone number? So he, got, he gets the guy's phone number. And he's like, okay, why don't you go ahead and turn off your phone? So the guy turns off his phone, puts it in his pocket, and he's like, okay. And so he's just sitting there, and the other guy starts talking, and they're like doing this like little thing. And then he's like, hey, check your phone real quick. Is it still off? And he's like, uh, he, you know, he pushes the button, and the screen doesn't light up. So he's like, yeah, it's it's still off. And he's all, it's not. I just I just did a, a thir- like a thirty second record from the microphone in your phone, and he was like how did you do that if I turned it off? He's like, because the battery is still connected. Like I have your phone number and I have the software for the show Intel to be able to do that. So my point is, is that I'm not saying any government agencies use this, but the point is, but what is I'm that saying is government agencies, use agencies this. use this. <laughs> right. He was like, so if I can do this for a little ha ha show and tell magic trick and Ooh, ah, he goes, that's the whole point. He goes, I have this software third party to do a little magic trick. And all I had to get was your cell phone number. I don't have your, your uh, model number. I don't know what maker model your phone is. I don't fucking know what company it was through. All I have is your phone number. And I hacked your entire phone. He goes, 
for instance, and then he goes like this from his phone with the guy's cell phone off after recording audio from it. Is this your son? And flipped a, a picture up on the screen of one of the files he had pulled from his pictures. And the guy was obviously wigging out in the chair. And he's like, my point is, is that if you guys think at all that you're not being monitored because you turned your phone off, you are psycho. Yeah. He goes, why do you think they got away from removable batteries? They did that shit on purpose. It used to be even on smartphones, you could slide the back off and take out the big flat battery. Now it voids the warranty. It voids this, that, and the other. Oh, no way. I didn't know that. I used to have an Android way back in the day that had the big battery so, on it. So, Well, Apple's the same way. You know, jailbreaking your phone is technically illegal. And yeah. so it's all that shit, right? It's not so illegal. It's same... It just voids the warranty. But I've allegedly right. jailbroke my phone before and turned it back in and it was fine. So they missed something. <laughs> Right. And if, if you're out of like, if you're out of contract, like once you've paid off your phone and it's just like, is this the phone that you want to use? You can do whatever the fuck you want with it. They already got their money for it. But the point is, is that it's like they got away from removable batteries. And this guy's argument was, duh, because they want you locked into that two year of never taking out the batteries to get the new phone to never take out the batteries because they can monitor you whenever the fuck you want. Oh, and you want to sit there and, and you know for goddamn sure it it never goes dead because people are anal about keeping it charged. It gets down to forty percent, and you're like, oh fuck, gotta plug that shit in because it might so, die. There's another theory about that too. Your battery percentage is a complete farce. I was right? just I, gonna ask you if yeah, that's what you're talking that. about. <laughs> so, like for instance, <clears throat> they've they done these tests on this. So like when you uh, jailbreak your, your phone, it gets rid of a shitload of the native apps that suck out the juice. You know, the native apps that you disable and don't ever use anyway, but we'll skim over that. So it, uh, well, what's his name? Um, that we used to work with at, at uh, Denny's and then works at Best Buy. I'm not going to say his name. Um, Justin. Yeah. Okay, Justin. Okay, we are saying his name. <laughs> so, uh, Anyway, There's a lot so of Justins. He, Don't worry, dude, if you're listening. So, yeah, if you're listening. Anyway, um, he I think, used to every, live right I think next actually to me. Every, everybody that works at Best Buy is named Justin, so it's fine. <laughs> and Starbucks. Um, so he used to live right next to me when I lived behind Walmart. And uh, I was talking to him about cell phones and whatnot. <laughs> he was talking about how he had like three different ones. He had jailbroke, you know, or they call them rooting for Androids or whatever. Anyway. He was saying how all of a sudden the battery will last like five days on iPhones and uh, and Androids because once you jailbreak it and you get rid of all the garbage, uh, it lasts a whole hell of a lot longer. So there are theories that you're, the whole way that your phone dies within a day or two, depending on how much you use it, it's complete bullshit. If this dies, chances are the battery is still 30% full. And it just won't turn on based on the way that they made it for a user, but it's still accessible for anybody else that needs to get on your phone. That makes yeah. total sense. I know an iPhone is not the size of a Tesla battery, but if a Tesla can drive like 300 fucking miles before it needs a recharge, I think our batteries in our phones can last longer and just, just running not a screen. Just, not just drive 300 miles. Here's the crazy part about the Tesla batteries is that you can get up to a Tesla charging station and within 15 minutes, it gives you back 80%. The other 20% is all of that trickle charge to top it off in the last 20. 
After working with batteries, I get that. That's why they have them called battery tenders. It's to slowly trickle charge that top percentage off. So within 15 minutes out of that 300 miles, let's see, that's 225. Yeah, 225 miles within 15 minutes, you just gain back. That blows my fucking mind. And you still don't believe in aliens? No. <laughs> uh, Elon Musk is an alien. He's uh, said that himself. I'll pull <laughs> yeah, up the file. And, he, and, and, and it, the funny part is that he said that and everybody like you went, I fucking knew it. And he's like, I'm stoned. They have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great yeah, anyway. episode, though. Anyway, yeah. uh, we'll let you go. We've talked enough about right. the government. We're going to start getting shut down here soon. So, I mean... We haven't had any problems with the internet tonight, though, which is weird. I know. Where I'm at, they haven't knocked on my door yet. So my only guess is, is that we're waiting for it to come out. No, it just means that we have zero audience and nobody's listening, so they don't care. I always <laughs> wondered, though, on monitoring things like this, if they listen to it and they're like, yeah, these guys have got the point. Good thing they only have 700 followers. <laughs> yeah our estimated audience is 51 so calm your tits there guys thank yeah, you exactly. <laughs> thank you <laughs> fucking assholes oh my god anyway thanks for this uh, actually epically long one for what yeah. I was I was thinking like a half hour but we fucking riffed for a while yeah that was a lot of fun part of I, it saying, with I, the audio. I totally totally dig the whole I had nothing to talk about. Let's just get on here and fiddle fark with our dicks and see what happens. Like I'm <laughs> my dick better. resided in okay. my pants the I entire think, time. I don't know about yours. I can't see your waist. I think that has to be the title. Fiddle fark with our well, dicks. Well, I think I'm going to go watch Utopia. So my belt's already off. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're going to. It's great. You're going to love it. You're, you're going to love asleep, it. It's a great show. Sleep in five minutes. <laughs> you shitting me? I'm, I'm going to be watching it and going. <sighs> no. Um, <laughs> that's what I mean. You're going to be asleep in five minutes. <laughs> so, so Ben, there's a theory that the guy in the office that I work at is actually doing that because he barfs every single day. Remember oh my in the God. new place? The walls are pretty thin. So he's like, ah, ah, like every day around the same time. And it's like 3 p.m. It's very odd. So I was like, maybe he's going through chemo. And everyone in the office is like, mm -mm, we think it's something else. And I said, what do you think he's like choking himself and jerking off? And they were like, mm-hmm. I was shocked. I was just kidding. He rented they're that very serious. Just to jack <laughs> they his They said he's been day. doing it for seven months that they've been there. Every single day for seven months, he does that around 3 p.m. And I'm like, So Ooh. here's the thing. I'm not, he just I'm likes not, barking. I'm not, I'm not much for getting choked. I, I like breathing. <laughs> I However, know, you're just kidding. <laughs> I, do, I do really like choking. Like me doing it, oh. not on myself to somebody else. Who, who I don't think you should say that out loud. I think we should edit this out. God damn. No. It's okay. I'll, I'll, I, cut, that, worded, I'll cut that part out. I worded that perfectly. That's exactly how I wanted it to come out. That was great. So, really? Uh, I disagree was, strongly. I agree purposely, very strongly. Purposely superiorly offensive. Yes, that's how I wanted it to come out. Um, no, oh, it, give us a four-star okay. review. No. <laughs> yes, please. Or better yet, like one and leave a comment and so we can torch you. Well, okay, so I'm going to follow up with that. Like the next time we do a podcast, because I'm going to ask you, like, 
did you find out if he's jerking it while he chokes himself? So Joe went in. <laughs> Joe went into the office because we we were all dying to know. So Joe went in there. Of course, Joe went in. <laughs> well, so so Joe's co one of Joe's coworkers. His wife works with me. So we we made a plan. I'm like, Joe could go in there. He's a FedEx driver. I love the uniform. He could be like, Oh, I have a delivery. Oh, JK, it was just my bad. And so he went in there and <laughs> so did, did just that. that. <laughs> he walked in and he said it was. Would you say there were like there was nothing up front? No, there's no furniture. It's bizarre. <laughs> it's dude. like a shell company. It's very strange. They're either like trafficking children or oh, selling drugs or something. Fuck, Jesus Christ! Nobody knows who we're talking about. It's on Pacheli I mean, Lane in yeah, Redding, that's California. Next to where I work, I hope that's not happening. Now uh, I'm going to think about that every day. Yeah, but I walked in there and there's nothing fucking in there. There's like one wooden creepy chair in the corner, which I don't know what the fuck that's about. But I walk into the first <laughs> office and there's. This younger lady behind a single desk talking to this older dude. There's like no equipment or furnishings or anything. In there. Was there They're a computer? There had to be. <laughs> yeah, I think there was, but they were just like talking. It looked really normal except for the office and everything else in there. And I just went in there. I'm like, oh, yeah, you guys got a pickup for me? And she's like, uh, no. And I looked at my thing and I'm like. Oh, that's next door. Sorry. <laughs> and then he walked into our office, which is next door, and just reported what he found. I was like, so uh, I just uh, infiltrated the enemy over there, and, yeah, and everything found seems nothing. above board. <laughs> well, no, so one of my other coworkers went over there and said that she walked, she looked in and couldn't see anything, and then she kind of opened the door, and uh, someone came out and was like, can I help you? And she's like, oh, no, sorry, whatever, wrong place. And then she came back to our place. And then she said the next day they had installed blinds that had extended from the ceiling to the floor. And they just closed them all day. And that's really a thing. Like, there's blinds across the windows that go to the floor. Yeah, and I came in that's, after that and was like, that's the, uh That's the Redding, California casting couch. Guarantee <laughs> it. Fucking nasty. I think they're just. What's that? I don't know what that is. A casting couch? Should I know what that oh, is? Oh, it's a whole like porn thing. Is it? A, about, I was just like, gonna say, is it a porn thing? People that it's it's called they, okay, so it's a universe. Here we go back to you, like, jacking your boner again. It's not even <laughs> that impressive. Anyway, uh, it's the idea that they have these people that are trying to get into porn. So they do a casting oh. and it's called the casting couch verse universally. It may not even be a fucking couch, but they just call it the <laughs> casting couch for it's like they come in, they audition. Anyway, I was saying Redding, California's casting couch because I wouldn't be surprised if some shithole in the wall like that was where that was. I was just going to say that's probably the most disgusting all. casting couch ever. Redding, California has like <laughs> well, I can well, not a chair. There was so. no couch in there. Right. It's just some random wooden chair. That's the casting couch. <laughs> It was a really creepy looking old dude. Though. Ben, I'm going to tell everyone at work that tomorrow. It's it's porn. That's what it is. Maybe it's other people choking oh, him. It's vomit porn. Yeah. That's Isn't what that it is. Isn't that in Germany? Two girls, one cup? No, that's a German thing. Is that, <laughs> Fuck. Is that, is that right next to, uh, is that right next to like a massage parlor? It is not. It's in Mission Square. I was going to say, if it was right next to the massage parlor on no. Up and Cherry, uh, it could be a Yup and East Poop Horn. Uh, no, I have plenty <laughs> of those on my other route. thing. <laughs> yeah, it's not that. It's a, It's like uh, they do mm, legal stuff. It's a, I, I don't want to say That's the business say. name, but it's 
It's legal. Legal. <laughs> Legal's in the it's name. Very, very, so very it's gotta legal. Gotta be legal. <laughs> <laughs> it's very legal. Very all legal. It's all legal. It totally. says it right in the name. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, you know that that's legit. For sure. All right, Benjamin. Thanks all right, for, guys. Uh, all thanks right. For see you later, on. dude. We, I talked way longer than I thought we would, so that's cool. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. All this right. was fun. Have a good night. Yeah. All right. Have a good night. Later. Okay. Bye. Later. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.